0: On this episode of the Faded Golf Podcast, John and I have on Chad Penman, Director of Golf and Membership at Booth Bay Harbor Country Club in Maine. He is also a teaching professional down at Calusa Pines in Naples in the wintertime. We uh, bring him on as he's uh, got a great relationship with a friend of the show, Dave Durham. We have Dave on as well to talk about some swing tips that Chad has given Him over the years, so a lot going on in this show as it relates to the swing, relates to the stories of Chad as he's grown up in golf, as well as a dog and me for my skull and crossbones head covers. Uh, I actually don't think I have crossbones, but they're more just skulls, but whatever. Besides the point, uh, definitely some some digs there at the end, so enjoy the show, and uh, let's get into it. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of season two of the Faded Y'all podcast. I am Mark Juleen. I am joined by a plethora of gentlemen this evening, as always, Mr. John Falkenberg. Welcome. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Loving life, bud. It's uh, Indiana spring weather in quarantine. It's great. But we also have on the show. uh, We've had him on numerous times. I think even once or twice this season. But Mr. Dave Durham is on. David, thank you, gentlemen. Nice
1: to uh, nice to be here again.
0: Glad to have you, Mr. Durham. We've obviously been trying to be active here in Indiana, and and we have a a connection to our fourth guest on the program, um, Mr. Chad who uh is a, a a fine member of the golf cartel tour and we have a, a mutual friend at uh, one of our chatham uh members in chad's side and uh welcome to the show mr chad penman well thank you and uh you know
2: never listened but uh first time caller
0: It's it's <laughs> it's funny you're not the first one to tell us that yeah but what what, not uh, rare uh, what we've, what we've found is that uh, podcasts aren't for everyone, however, um, every time we do have somebody new on it seems to kind of turn some other people on and
2: so um, you never know well you, uh, you at least get the guy the new guy you had on he's probably going to at least listen to himself right exactly
0: <laughs> you could just to see if it's really weird or if that joke really came across well who knows but right we'll figure that out. Um, I wanted uh, Dave to kind of give a little introduction into um, how you guys met, and then maybe you can kind of go into Chad uh, just a little background on yourself but dave i 'll let you kind
1: of take away a little introduction there sure um, as I think we 've talked about before on on some prior podcasts. Uh, I used to live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and was a member of a club uh, by the name of Sycamore Hills Golf Club. And I joined in 1999, I believe Chad showed up as an assistant pro, was it 2001, Chad, or is that, or is it? Yeah, I think I was a little uh, later. Four. 2004. Okay. So Chad comes along in 2004, uh, a native of uh, Brazil, Indiana, and uh, we immediately kind of strike up a friendship, and, and I had always struggled to find a teaching instructor that I, um, matched up well with but chad has a uh, a special personality and a special set of skills that um that are fairly unique so um that Ch- you struggled finding a pro to work with dave it's well, weird it's, 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 it's almost like
2: a, it's almost like a fetish like like he, he's the guy that wants wants a pro is like wearing like a leather outfit with whips and stuff
1: yeah Well, it it is. As as you guys know, if you you take enough instruction, there are the guys out there who just really love to celebrate everything that you do. And that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody who's not afraid to yell at me, to tell me not to do those things again, to be very forceful about that and use foul language in the process so that it just encourages me to not do the things. Because I can follow instructions. I just, I rarely (laughs) find anybody I choose to follow instructions from. So Chad left, uh, he moved on from Sycamore Hills out to the Maidstone Club um, out on Long Island. Mm, yeah. And we uh, we chased him out there and uh, and had one of the great uh, 36 hours of golf in the history of time. We played the Maidstone Club, uh, National Golf Club the next morning, and then Shinnecock the, the fu- that afternoon. Wow. And uh, bas- basically flew back. Yeah. And so um, at the time, the head pro at Maidstone – was also the head pro down at Calusa Pines Golf Club, a relatively new club down in Naples, Florida. And so he went down and, and took Chad essentially with him, and Chad started, uh, kind of worked as an assistant, but also started teaching more and more down there. Um, the Maidstone Club is very interesting, um, really unlike most clubs that you ever hear of, and that most of the members who play would never, ever step foot on the golf course unless they'd taken a lesson. So the club is open essentially from Memorial day to labor day and, and Chad's instruction book would fill up between, uh, between those dates and he'd just show up and everybody would show up and take a lesson before they went on the golf course. Hmm. So Chad built a really cool base of teaching skills over time. And and each year he's continued to go back down and, and uh, teach down at Maidstone in the winter, or I'm sorry, teach at uh, Calusa in the winter. So we find our way down and, uh, and, kind of play America's guest with him down there over a couple of weekends in the winter. And then is it been four years, Chad, since you took the job in Booth Bay?
2: This is number eight,
1: man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Time flies when you're having fun, man. So so yeah, a a very, uh, well, um, uh, well, well healed. Well, it's a very smart guy who, who bought and sold a couple of businesses, bought a golf course up in Booth Bay, Maine, and asked Chad if he would be willing to be his head pro. And so Chad and his uh, girlfriend at the time, who was the food and beverage manager at Maidstone um, both agreed they'd go up and open up this club, which at the time was like a nine hole golf course that was dilapidated with a horrible clubhouse. And I'll, I'll let Chad tell you a little bit about Maidstone, but we've, we've been out there and it's, it, let's just say that uh, the money has been well spent and it is one of the prettiest places you'll ever see. So Chad spends the winter or summers up in, Booth Bay, Maine, and then goes back down and teaches in the winter. And he's been doing that with his wife, Allie, for the last, uh, well, eight years now. So, um, but otherwise, Chad's a member of the Golf Cartel Tour. Uh, he is our one uh, tour pro that, or uh, I'm sorry, one PGA professional that we have uh, as part of our group. Um, he's a major uh, championship winner. He won the uh, 20. Nineteen GCT International in Las Vegas last year, so that was an exciting event for everyone. Eighteen over par and yeah, eighteen over par net, and um, <laughs> and uh, they were tough conditions, and and uh, but uh, but but otherwise, uh, we we spent a lot of time talking about golf, a lot of time talking about golf instruction, a lot of time talking about how to grill meats, and you know the really important things in life. Yeah, you know, I get it, I get it. That's good mm-hmm. stuff. Well, that's a. That's a hell of a good intro. Wow, I, mean, I feel like incredible. you should like, do like a sure. little
2: little wow. video for me. And I could just you know, I'm that'd looking for jobs. Right. I'll just send it to that. Like, like, hey, Dave,
0: yeah. put together he, my resume. He's for written the next about opportunity, you opportunity because that was I mean, sure, was pretty
2: yeah. solid. <clears throat> Maybe
0: you can sit next to him in the interview. Just be like you know, kind of help him through. I mean, that'd be awesome. That's a, you could be you could oh, be a ghost too. writer. Yeah, yeah, for Penman a, for when you write your uh, your book, Dave. I think Dave might be able to help you there
2: right pretty good no i mean I, I, i'm um, just gonna say what he said
0: yeah well so so your start like interview <laughs> all right know. interview I, over we'll go, we'll go back so what um that's a, a great intro obviously met in fort wayne and you've followed around and stayed in touch which is a lot of fun i think that's the cool thing about golf in my mind is that um and we were kind of talking before we started recording you know i think you, you know you meet some people through golf and sometimes it's through relationships or sometimes it's through family or sometimes it's through friends. And, um, the next thing, you know, it, they're, they're stories that kind of stick with you for a long time. And those are kind of lifelong friendships, which is fun. Um, and, uh, but I think that's kind of what brings us today, but what got you into the game, Chad, that, that kind of took you down this path of, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to play golf at a high level.
2: Well, I was, I was, uh, Big baseball fan, so I was, and we. And I lived in a little town in Brazil, there, like Dave said. So, uh, playing ball one day, and I, was, I think I was thirteen at the time, and I hit a liner to right, and I got tossed out at first. So, I figured maybe I needed to find a sport where running wasn't that important, <laughs> and the golf course was really right, like literally. Joining, you know, baseball diamond. So I just literally went mm-hmm. over there and started playing. So you, I think, like many
0: um, Midwestern average Joes, uh, when you at that roughly at about that age, when you find out that speed is not a strength of yours, um, uh, I can I can see exactly why you made that shift and. My, I may have taken an extra year later than you to, to make that switch because I thought I was going to be some, you know, amazing basketball player. but Yeah, um, they say
2: that you, they can't teach speed. I think they're right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, other than what we're maybe going to talk about um, uh, later on in the show here with swing speed, but um, – yeah, so that's cool. And then so you you play in high school, I assume?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, grandpa played, dad played. Dad, dad was fair, you know, for, for a local, you know, town player. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I just went to the course, and I found a guy, and I beat him. And I said, okay, who's the next best guy. And I, you know, would play against him until I beat him. And I would just keep going up until I didn't find anybody I could beat. And um, then went to college, and, and uh, that was, well – we talked a little bit about that, but that was an interesting time.
0: It yeah. well, sounds like it. I mean, you were you were you were the first. Re- so let's talk a little bit about that. So you were essentially the first recruit for the IUPUI golf team, which you didn't even know that IUPUI had a had a golf team right. at the time. And then that that coach essentially gave you the opportunity to help him recruit the rest of the team. Is that how that worked?
3: Well, I. I- no, I no, I think he. I, I think he. I, I, a yeah, I
2: think a um, pretty good deal.
3: He, he didn't really want
2: to do the work. Different. I don't think, and I didn't uh-huh. really give him. I mean, I'm like, hey, you know, I'll come under, you know, under the idea that I, I get to recruit my own team. So I like it, though. and if I don't get to do that, yeah. then I'm not going to come.
0: Well, so, gave you an opportunity to to have a chance to win, or at least hang out with guys you liked,
2: right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, not, we weren't world beaters, but. We were decent. You know, it was, it was, we had just went to division one the year before that. And, um, and so we, they're we were kind we were of in revamping the, that program. And we, were in the, we were in the mid top. I'm not sure if you guys remember the mid the yeah, kind of But basically wow. it was like the trash that nobody wanted. Right. I mean, <laughs> we're talking like Cleveland state, um, Detroit, right. State I got, I, Louisiana, right. Right. V- Right uh, state, Wright was, state was around, yeah. Um, yeah. We had Southern Utah, Oral Roberts. So, so the entire you know, Chicago <laughs> State. So basically, it was like, yeah, we never saw, we never competed against anybody in our conference until conference championship. Interesting. I gotta so tell that. You, I don't know how much time we have. This, this is yeah. one of There's my all-time of time. favorite ones.
0: Yeah, go for it.
2: I almost single-handedly took Chicago State out of Division One athletics. <laughs> okay, okay, this is a good start. This is <laughs> go. Title Nine <IX> is <laughs> Title Nine is ripping. Okay, this is it, it is full throttle at this point in time. So they say, okay, well, in order for you to be in Division One, you have to have X number of programs, and you have to cover all these sports, and you got to have men's and ladies, right? Chicago State says, okay, fine we'll do your title nine stuff. So they, all they want them basketball. So what they would do is they have a basketball and baseball team, And then they would take the kids on those, uh, on those sports and say, listen, just go to Las Vegas and play in the conference championship in golf. We know you don't play golf. We don't care. Okay. You want to go to Las Vegas and, and go play the golf. And they say, okay. So they would just send like these monster dudes out there. Black guys on the basketball team who've never played. So oh my God! They would shoot a million, you know. Yeah, rightfully so. So what? They, what the conference did at that point was like, all right, this is a train wreck, but we can. We still have some decent golfers, so we'll put Chicago State in the back, okay, in the back of the field, yeah. And 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 just tell them when you get the ten, just pick it up. So we had we had a circle ten rule in our conference championship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and they would all shoot they were they were all oh, shoot they between one 165 golf. and 180 oh my god <laughs> and
0: uh oh my god
2: so anyway uh, we're not the 7
0: set. hour rounds of golf i mean
2: well, it, it
0: didn't it didn't
2: did any of them it, did any swing so yeah. then it they, it was an <laughs> ass in the field so it didn't matter they just whatever you know just finished yeah. before dark yeah so here we are I'm playing pretty decent. I, I think I'm like four or five under, and, and my coach tells me I'm leading uh, after this par three, and I walk up on this par five. It's this big. We're, I think we're in Henderson, I think. Um, real high T, par five, downhill, big gorge right in front of the T, and it's like a three-group weight. So finally I get up and hit it, and I just flat top it. I don't know how, I don't, I don't think I've ever topped one before or after, but I topped it into this gorge, okay? So I look over there, I'm like, okay, well, that ball has gone. And then I foul one off to the right for a provisional, gone. Foul another one off yeah. to the right, gone. And then I pump oh, one gosh. down the middle. Now I walk up the middle fairway, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, dude, i got to get up and down for nine here. And I'm like, well, that's unlikely. So I just picked it up, and I walked to the next tee. And and the coach, you know, because we were somewhat ten. in a competitive environment, the other coach just went berserk. <laughs> I'm like, what, well, dude? I'm just playing by the rules. It's right there on the rule sheet. Ten. You, it up, <laughs> you pick it up on the ten. And I said, oh, got just take the ten. Save the time. So anyway, she's 75. I finished all conference without finishing a hole. <laughs> and so the coaches are like okay this clearly doesn't work okay so they come back with a rule where you have to play in six tournaments before conference and you have to average um i think it was like it wasn't horrible it was like 360 you know per
3: yeah.
2: per you know it's like you know basically to shoot 90 or something god yeah but basically, oh, force Chicago State to hire a coach and and recruit a golf team, or be kicked out of Division One Athletic. Because if wow. you didn't if you didn't field a team for for a conference, then it wasn't a qualified team for that Title Nine thing. Oh man, yeah. And that
0: was all because you picked <laughs> up and took a ten. Yeah. And they were like, they were like, no, no, real players can't do that. That was just to make sure that Chicago State could keep a basketball team right. in Division one. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you, and you really didn't do it on purpose, but it's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't <laughs> trying to make that, that,
0: The way it all panned out. I wasn't trying to you know, make a fucking like, hey. pen,
2: but I did.
3: Right. <laughs>
2: well, when you're it's waiting on three tall, groups,
3: man. you get a little stiff. Yeah.
0: God.
2: That's that's awesome. Well, sorry to, side, but at the same time, that away from good. my career, you know. But yeah, you know, it's, it's really all part of the package.
0: Part part of the package that turned into a full career of then um, obviously multiple locations. Uh, you know, it yeah. sounds like excelling in kind of a, a teaching role, and did that really take off? Uh, as Dave was kind of explaining down in Calusa.
2: Um, Now, I made i drive probably taught the most. I mean, I taught, okay. I got sick over the last few years, got better and then, you know, made some with this volume. Okay. Oh, that's so, right. No, he was, he was saying mainstone, Sorry. How
3: long, how long have you been in, how uh, long have you been at? Just finished my
0: 11th year. Okay. So. How
3: long are you down there? For uh, five months. In the winter.
2: Four and a half in a, in a <clears> pandemic year. <here. laughs>
0: <laughs> did they end up shutting down that course at all down there
2: no no still running still but, going strong yeah it, it got it got weird you know it's it's a very unique place with caddies and yeah and um you know the locker room and everything so um
3: chad i i belong to uh wildcat run oh yeah and estero I uh, bought a place down there a couple years ago. I, f- I flipped it, I flipped a couple properties down in Naples and that area so but I bought one not knowing anything about Wildcat Run just cuz it was a forecloser sure. I could get a good deal. Um bought in there and I've come to love the place. Love the golf course. Um clubs nice. Place it's, it's uh Convenient to fly oh, direct play. down here from Indy, ten minute day. drive from. I've not
2: played there, but I have heard it's actually pretty decent.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's a Arnold yeah. Palmer course. It's nice. It's it's good. But they, I just got noticed today that they are wow. opening the pro shop tomorrow. They're opening. They're opening the.
2: Uh, yeah, all the all the, the, the rest- dining, restaurants
3: and
0: all the restaurants in tomorrow. Interesting. Yeah, 25% or 20% capacity. And you said that your course in Maine is technically can open tomorrow, but you guys aren't opening till the 15th.
3: Yeah.
2: So, yeah. so we're, we're, you know, we're a little behind and I've never dealt with the government, but we have been dealing with it in yeah. the last few weeks. Uh,
0: so, and how many, battle. how yeah. many members do you guys have up there?
2: Uh, we're capped out at 275. Okay. Uh, Golf, and then we have a social and a sports uh, category as well. Okay,
0: so it keeps it keeps Go. it pretty busy, I'm sure. And the weather is—I mean, you guys had what snow
2: a week ago? Yeah, I mean, our season's about twelve days long, so it's just <laughs> uh, you know, every, everyone comes up, and it's fast and furious, and then they're gone. Amazing! So this is an awesome position.
0: So, do a lot. So, a lot of people. Uh, drive up there to uh, that they don't necessarily live
2: nearby? Um, Well, some do. I mean, you have, it's such a eclectic club. I mean, you have like you got gazillionaires who are, you know, that come up there to get away from the world. You have people who have had family homes for generations. You got local school teachers. You know, there's one, one golf course within an hour of us. So, you know, we're kind of servicing everybody. I hear you.
1: And how yeah, far so are you you did, how, uh, how far north of you are from the New York City, Chad? Uh, six
2: hours north of the city, and we're three north of Boston. So okay. Right now, the big thing is it's not like there's a a, a lot of cases up here. There's not many people. Sure. But are there... Boston is hot, and Massachusetts is shut down. So, the more open we get, and the more closed they get, the more they're going to want to come over and hang out. And that's what they're trying to keep from happening. I see. Lock, close down the borders, you know, put up a wall, maybe. Well, they, they are They are. They're asking people to quarantine for 14 days if you come across the state line. And yeah. public golf courses have to card people. And if they're from Mass, then they send them home. Really? Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, we're obviously well, you, crazy, you, crazy times we live in. I mean, poor Durham. <laughs> has been not been able to play they, they, golf they, at his club for like a month.
2: Durham uh, they made it to where you can't play in different counties here. Wow.
1: Okay. Yeah. Man. Boy, how pissed off would you be right now? <laughs> I've I've had my I've had my way with the uh the greater Indianapolis golf courses, but uh we tee we teed up tomorrow. Uh we're we're back in action. Back in action. Yeah. Yeah, Do they oh, get the easy I didn't do you know that. The easy lift uh
0: oh, fantastic.
3: No, we do the too?
0: we do we do the cups upside down. The upside down, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That works. That works fine. Couple mm-hmm. couple bounce outs every now and then on a firm putt, but I thought that worked fine too. I'm not sure yeah. I love the the easy lift system or whatever the hell they call it, but
1: I don't yeah, like it. And again, it, thing. as I've said, I don't think you're accomplishing it, anything I, because everybody gets their hand all over the putter as you grab it. Yeah, out of the and and then, and then you're using. it. Yeah, yeah, and then you're touching
0: that, and then yeah, mm-hmm,
1: yeah. I'm not sure. Now, ultimately, it doesn't live very long outside, if at all, um, the virus, sure. and so I'm, it's not that big of a deal. But as we discovered, I think that additional width. Um, one of the things I do like about the upside down cup is that the flag is actually kind of elevated the stick is up and elevated out of the cup so you Mm -hmm. do get the full benefit of the of the circumference of the cup whereas now in the with that lift you not only have the stick that's down in there but now you have this kind of very thin but still it it exists and it it reduces the width of the cup so yep, a little bit a
0: little bit yeah you can get a weird ricochet off that for sure and um but it's golf And we could all be uh, in states where we don't allow it or, you know, got in in England. I saw on Twitter uh, last night. I mean, some guy just tried to sneak out and play a few holes with his kid. And some guy comes out that lives by the golf course and literally starts videotaping him and just shaming him and then posting it on Twitter. And it's like, I get it. I mean, we're we're all trying to do our part and things like that. But um, there's I don't know. It's it's a slippery slope. Durham, are they are they
3: no. are they restricting okay.
0: guests? No.
3: we'll be taking okay. advantage of that.
0: Okay, we'll, yeah, uh, I like to hear that. I like yeah, to hear that.
3: We'll,
0: uh, um, yeah, I so, like that. I wanted to one of the the reasons we have both uh, David and Mister Penman on on the episode here is that uh, we were having a conversation recently about this super speed golf training and um and then I saw that uh Dave picked up a set of this these sticks or whatever the heck they call them and then I find out that coach Penman is the one given the direction so can uh I don't know who wants to start uh in talking about um why this is something that anybody should look into I'm not obviously I hey, I got no skin in the game with these guys, and I don't know if we can get referral fees or something like that. But I, I am real curious on on the thought process on how trying to speed up a swing uh, can improve uh, your game right now. So, well, maybe Mr. Coach Penman, why don't you give us like
2: a little Yeah, I'll, I'll defer to
1: Chad. I, th- I think he he had up him front here. At, down at Calusa maybe three years ago was the first time I'd seen him.
2: Yeah, I go through just phases. Uh-huh. A lot of a lot of phases, and that was uh that was three years ago. But I liked it. And I think the idea is you just want to, if you take away the need to square the golf club, or you take away the need to steer it out in the fairway, and you just have a a little knob down there
3: mm-hmm. that you're
2: just trying to move as fast as possible. Yeah, you you're gonna unlock some things. So what was interesting was when we first started doing it, you know, I got a core group of guys down there and you know, it's cool. We've been I've been working with them for over ten years. So you know, we try stuff. And um, you know, so we get this super speed thing and, and I had to rap, he had come by or something and gave us a, a demo. So we go out and we start messing around with it and we go through three or four days of it. And you know, when you first go over and you hit your first ball after going through a set, or through, you know, the whole workout routine. What we can't find is I mean, the swing numbers got better. Like it feels funny because you just swung something that's a different weight than, you know, it's like a weighted you know, donut for a bat or something. Sure. So it's that same kind of weird feeling, but the weird part was, is your numbers got better. Hmm. So and the idea is the more, in order to move it faster, you have to move more efficiently. And the more efficiently you're moving, the better on plane you are. Oh, I so, got you. And so that was pretty cool. And there was no question that the speed was picking up. But the the underlying issue for most all of us is clubface. So right, because people that,
0: get so focused <laughs> on their hands and clubface as you're coaching them that you take away that element and you're saying that people just start swinging more freely and on plane. Is that kind of where you, your, well,
2: I, your mind ends I, up with it? I, I think even, even the most, um, you know, I, I guess we call it hand eye coordination, but even the most, the, the guy lacking hand eye coordination, the most still has awareness on where the gun's pointing. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't, he can't explain what it is. He doesn't know why it is. But he knows that if he hits the ball at full throttle, that thing's not going where he wants it to. So he's got to stall and square it up.
0: hmm
2: And and that's <clears throat> that's when I've I've kind of since the super speed thing. The plane numbers got better, the attacking, I mean everything got better, but the glove face did not. I see. So that that's why, you know, you would see this immediate like um Increase in speed. You see an improvement on the on the path, but you would not see an improvement on the ball flight immediately. And so, it's, it's all phase. So what did you have
0: to, What do you have to do with your students to help them improve in that space in that
2: area? Then, well, there's there's numerous ways to, to square it up. You know, if, if you're like I'm a I'm a big Hardy fan, so. How he, you know, he's got a couple of different ways of, of releasing the club and squaring the, the face up. And then there's a, a new thing called Hack Motion. Have you guys seen that? I can't say that I have. Probably, I don't know, maybe it's been out for a couple of years. I, I got this buddy in Chicago who's about my age and, and he teaches a bunch of tour guys. And he's just absolutely buried in tech. So, <laughs> what what I end up doing is, is I have not come down after the show every year and he uh, he just likes hanging out at Calusa and, and working with a couple of tour guys. I have him bring all of his tech and show me how it works. Mm. So he brought Hack Motion, and Dave can give you an amateur version of that. <laughs> Basically, the idea is you're you're always torquing the grip. So if you guys have a club in your hand, you probably do, because, you know, kind of dorky golf guys right now. <laughs> um <laughs> okay, I'm in a golf simulator, so if you're always torquing the grip you're you're either cupping or you're bowing right? yeah so we don't feel that more more movement the club you know, we we would just assume that nothing's really changing, but ninety nine percent of the people are cupping the shit out of it up top, which is just opening opening the face, okay. Okay. What this hack motion does is it gives you audio feedback on what your wrist angles are doing at different points in your swing. And then you can basically train, you know, to turn the grip away from you and get the club face shot. Hmm. So kind of like a Zach Johnson deal. Yeah. I'm following you. So if you think about Zach's downswing, you know, he, he turns that face down really early and, and. And Brooks does, I mean, actually all those big boys do it um, to a certain degree. Brooks is probably one of the most, you know, his club face is pointing at the ground, you know, basically at his right pocket. And that whole thing of, you know, the old toe up at your belt, you know, and you mm-hmm. take it back and you bring it back down, and the toe is still pointing towards the sky at your belt. That club face is pointing in right field. So that's, mm-hmm. that's false. So that thing, it's got to be turned down or you have to be throwing it with your right hand really, really fast. Seven, 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 four, seven. Seven, four, seven. (laughs) So not to get too far down in the weeds, but basically I guess the idea is our our bodies want to move that thing fast. Our bodies know how to be on plane in order to move something as fast as we can move it. But if the gun's not pointing the right way, you are going to stall everything out and flip it.
0: I mean, it, and that, that works in some circles in Kansas City
2: area. Generally. It does work there. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, if you do the first the first seven things and then the four things at the top, right, then you can do that. Right. Only if you're,
0: I get it, though. Oh yeah, and I'm, no, no wonder I hit the ball so high. It makes sense now. It's real. twist that grip away. See what happens. Oh man. <laughs> so, Dave, well, Mark is. 10 uh, degree, Mar- you need to tell my, him about your, your my ten degree face to path angle, face angle um, and club to path like. inside out approach angle. Yeah,
2: I mean, you you swing it ten degrees to the right. Yeah it's okay yeah
0: it's, it well, it i mean it varies well, it, it's anywhere from out. 10 degrees to probably you know 5 5 to 10 degrees but it's it's come on.
3: his his club path is like i'm actually i'm trying to figure out like how i get any compression 10 and
2: then his face his face it's, the path
3: but his is no, you're, really you're, well. like, it's,
2: face to path is completely well your face is not the one it's compensating like 7 to 8 your your face is your face is x your your swing is the one compensating to make the ball go somewhere on the planet yeah
0: no it i mean it it it's so probably i mean every swing is especially with a driver is so dangerously close to being a block that goes so far right to nowhere that i've got to yeah i've got i've got to make some weird some weird moves to, to make it work, but I, I beat John a lot and he beats me a lot and it's fine. And it works out. I still win money every now and then. And I'm, 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 capable of being runner up in the club championship because I'm not good enough to be any better than that. But. Well, you gotta, you gotta
2: find a club with, with one less player. No, I, I, you know, I was I was I was
0: talking to our greenskeeper, assistant greenskeeper, the other day. He's, you know, he. I was trying to get him to negotiate with him to go take out, yeah, to take out the take the out second the Achilles, greenskeeper um, of our of our club champion, just to see if we got a chance. But well,
2: so you just want all the flags back left. Yep,
0: flags back left are good. But you know what's funny is that's the guy who's been our club championship like two out of the last three years. He just plays this wicked hook. I don't know what the heck it is. Yeah, and uh, he loves. He's all right hand. He's
3: all right hand. I mean, he literally. He said he. He said he. I was playing with him yesterday. He goes, he goes. If I lost my left arm. He goes. I would be the best one-handed, right-arm golfer you've ever
0: played. That's practice. crazy because my I'm, left arm—I'm the complete opposite. nothing in the golf, and field. that was because I went or I hand. Went to uh, or hand. golf camp. Like I think it was maybe my junior year of high school or something down in North Carolina, and the whole premise of their whole teaching was that the left arm pretty much does everything. The right arm just supports the golf club, and so I've just kind of always I've taken that as far as I can do it, but I still have a feeling I get my right hand in under there and flip it. It's been awesome. I'll
2: tell, tell you what, from, from 1975 to probably 2000, they've been the shittiest stretch of golf construction in the history of the world. Mm. Well, we've got, so no, you're it, saying it, all,
1: the,
0: it's not because all the technology now. Why is that? let us know what we're doing, but go ahead. Tell us. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I let's mean, what it wasn't like guys weren't smart. It wasn't like they, you know, they didn't know any better. And now with all this tech, I mean, you can use it, obviously, to teach, but really what's important to do is, is to learn it. I, you, you hook up someone who's really, really good, and you see what they're doing. I mean, if you get someone in, you know, the 3D vest and and they have gears now where they have, even you know, way more um, connection points where they can measure they can tell you what's actually happening, which is not anything like we think's happening. Because when you're looking in two dimensional film, it's not even the same world. Mm. So for instance, you know, Dave knows I'm, he used to be or still am a big body track guy, so measuring you know, pressure in the ground. Okay. And you know, if I had someone on two dimensional video and you said, Okay, I'm like, okay. Mark, make yourself sixty percent of your weight on your left foot and forty percent on your on your right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Rare, rarely, if ever, could someone do that, and um, they, they, you you just can't believe how how awkward or different you have to feel to actually have that. Um, and then when things shift, you know, like I put the tour guys on there, and they're, they're all the same. And you put the amateurs on there, and they're all the same. Hmm. You know, and that's something that uh, that you can't see on film.
3: So, I got it. So, we got a question for you, Chad. So, you work with tour players, and you see them coming through.
2: Yeah, yeah, cl- exclusive primarily. Or? There's a couple of them that hang yeah, out. Here I, sometime, I don't know. But, but,
3: probably uh, Pines. So what what do you see? Just like the key differences of like a, you know, like a scratch golfer, which you're probably a plus, but a good scratch golfer, um, that you know plays tournaments, not just at their club, but goes around and they play. But they're good players, versus like an elite pro, tour pro in the PGA. Like right? uh, where, where are the what the main differences I mean, you like, see?
2: I worked at Bears club for so a couple much years. Better. And that's when, when Luke was number one in the world. Ernie was still playing good. Uh, you know, when you hear like a top twenty player in the world hit it, it's a different sound than, than even a top fifty guy. Mm. Um, but as far as like, like mechanics, first of all, the short games are are a whole different level. Yeah, it's it's literally that much better than, than a scratch player. I mean, it, it, like a good, you know, whatever top seventy five player in the world how many greens is he gonna hit around right how many are you gonna hit 13 14 okay is he beating me by one or two 10 11
3: <laughs>
0: right john now the, the, the weird Four. part about john is that john's only gonna hit 10 or 12 greens and then at the end of the round he's gonna be like you're gonna be like what'd you shoot and he'll be like 73 and you're gonna be like what the fuck was that all about and you end up losing money to the guy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But, but i But I. am didn't. I didn't. I didn't start playing golf till like 26, 27. So my. I can't. I'm. I don't really like when I hear like all mechanics and all those things. It. I ask. Ask Mark. Yeah, which it is doesn't fine. Work yeah, really, should, I just think about putting just, it to just a do. Just do that until you really want to get in the weeds. Um. I just don't, but I just don't. I I, when I've got, I've got a couple lessons in my life, and the thing, and maybe I just got bad lessons. The people that like taught me is like, it just didn't make a lot of sense. But I did like what I do is like I've read books like on like yeah, uh, Stan Utley, the art of the short game. Um, you know, of course Ben Hogan. That's how like I learned golf. Just reading books like that. I think Otley's like, probably in a white jacket like, somewhere. Go read about he's, that. A, you know,
2: he's a, he's a, he's a big, uh, you know, big religious guy, which is fine. But I went to Emerness to, to play in this pro-am a couple years ago. And the kid comes to, to Detroit to pick me up and, and he picked out up at the same time. He was playing in the pro-am too. So my buddy who will remain nameless, you know, because this is public, um, is a huge strip club guy, so he always beats me to this tournament. And he goes to the strip club, and then, you know. We pick him up on the way back after I get picked up in the airport. So Utley, you know, this guy doesn't know he's he's a big religious guy. I knew a little bit, and he gets in the van and starts telling the most raunch stories about the strip club you've ever heard. I, I, I can handle anything. I'm blushing. <laughs> And, uh, and and uh, and sitting there just. Hollywood. <laughs> he was white when we got oh, out of there. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> oh. Oh.
3: the term "brawl so, dog" come up? Yeah, I don't even think <laughs> it's appropriate.
2: You said this was like PG to R. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, a, a whole other problem. level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm one of the things about the... I'm I'm sure you've seen a lot in the little golf world. And, I mean, CPG tells us his great stories, you know, obviously from the Mexican mini tour. So I, I know it's, it's it's, aggressive out there at times. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, you... Yeah, you got it. Uh, you know, so from... I mean, we could talk about pros. We could talk about, like, uh, things like this. But, Dave, for you working with Penman on some stuff and things, what do you think some of the best tips he's given you? And then I guess second part um, to that is, you know, with this speed swing thing, how do you feel like that's helped you out?
1: Well, I think it's always, you know, he and I have known each other 16 years over that time I've, I've been given Probably the same instruction more than I would ever care to admit, because um, we all have our tendencies. But there are little things that you find yourself going back to that become swing keys as it begins to fall apart, and you're like, "Well, what are those couple of things that I used to do to kind of solve or at least bandage yep. the the situation?" So, Chad had a big thing related to. Um, if you uh if you think about taking your grip and your uh your your left hand and feeling on your thumb the the fat pad on the kind of bottom of your right hand and for those players who who tend to get disconnected because they're swinging the club uh too far, just kind of taking it back too far where the there there's no way to keep those hands together and the right hand literally has to break the left hand in order to allow it to continue on that path. That's bad. Cause obviously you, you got to do a lot of things to, uh, to pull that back together. And so that was always one that, that I've thought about that when it starts to get loose, that it'll bring it back to me. Chad also has a great visual of imagining your golf swing being a tire that's spinning around, um, uh an an object and and the more you take that tire off its axis um the more you slow that tire down and i think the 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 speed sticks and the and and the and the way in which uh it does allow you i mean imagine kind of back when you were a kid and swinging a bat like you were going to smash something over a uh a fence that was 350 feet away um you did that, and, and it, it felt good. And every once in a while, you're like, why don't I just swing it like this all the time? And you you then step into the box. You become a little bit more mechanical. It all becomes a little bit more about the swing versus generating speed with an object to hit another object to propel it a distance away mm-hmm. from you. And so so the the speed sticks are great. Um, I tend and have, especially over the last few years, kind of gotten obsessed with the things that are going on above the waist. So swing path, uh, shoulders turning, which shoulders kind of turning, making sure that uh, lots of the different pieces. And Chad's kind of normal refrain with me is, uh, you know, the, the pieces are there, but they're not, they're not very well put together um, and they get out of sorts. And so when, when you become disconnected, Again, going back to that tire, it all begins to slow down and then become disjointed. And again, bringing that face back to square to get the ball at least moving in a direction you think it's going to go is a little difficult. So the speed sticks, um, again, kind of do the things that Chad described. But I, I'll tell you the, the one thing that's made the biggest difference just in the last few weeks, and, and I, d- I wouldn't attribute it to just picking them up but I'm playing exponentially better than I did. You know, I'm probably 30 rounds into the season for 2020 and, and the last five or six rounds have been the best I've played in a long time. And, and even the last round I played in a 30 mile an hour wind out at uh, trophy club um, was maybe one of the best rounds of golf that I've played, even, even though the score didn't show it because it was just such incredibly difficult conditions. But the, the the great thing about that the student system
0: by the way gave you in credit for that.
1: You know what's interesting, so, uh, Chad and I actually talked about it. So one of the things that the Florida system has that we do not show through Blue Golf is uh, is a PCC, Chad. It's it's uh, some, yeah <clears throat> something course conditions. So it's I forget what it's called.
2: Basically, abnormal course conditions. But I mean, if, if you would be able to see it, if you really cared and you wanted to dig into it, yeah. you would look at the course rating. Yeah. Uh, for so, that, does, that does course. the course rating
0: you know, change for the day based on those conditions, or is this just cor- another factor? Correct.
2: Yeah. So, if you li- so if, course rating will go, course rating will so go the up.
0: Cor- so, that number will look different on a given day, potentially.
1: Right. But here's here's the question, Chad. So so when you post the score, you're able to see the um the differential for that day. But that data hasn't been accumulated for other players for that day. Uh-huh. So the it's next day that's, okay, that's, right, why, but, that's, that's why I do it at midnight. Right. So so but but when I post the score, I can look at it. So in other words, I post it, let's say I finish my round at four o'clock, I post the round at four thirty. It shows that it's an uh, let's say it's a seven point three differential for that for that round. The next day if if there's been a PCC adjustment, um, I would think that would show different than what I originally posted it at. so I could see if there was a that to me is the indicator. Even though Indiana doesn't show it, I would think you could look at the score when it's posted. And then at midnight or after the next day, when you look to see what that differential is, it should change based upon the adjustment of the rating for the golf course. Right. Right.
2: Hmm. And so I mean, the- keep in mind, man, like, you know, I thought when this thing first came out, we'd see that, you know, because because Calusa, as you know, like November, yeah. December, it's soft. It's somewhat, you know, it's slower than usual. And then we, we start going dormant, you know, when it gets cooler. And then February and March, I mean, it's, it's eight shots harder than it is in, in hmm. December, yeah, Be- because of the firmness and the and the, the speed. So I'm like, all right, well, this thing is just going to go batshit in February and March. But it, um, but it did it didn't. I mean, I saw it a couple times pop up. But if if you're only going to shoot your handicap, you know, now one out of what five times, one out of mm-hmm, four yeah. times, yeah. So you have a field of a hundred dudes. You know, it's going to take something pretty extraordinary for for it to, for it to say, okay, something is crazy here. If, if I, I think is... you,
1: I think I think you said it. The, the way the, the the times that you're going to see it are for club events where you're forced to put all the putts out, right? Where uh, so that and, that, and, and they're going to
0: consider that and where it'll be a cha- consider that like a course condition in that it's like full stroke play. Well, no, it won't. But...
1: It won't. It's it's well, not it that. Is, it's, it's just yeah. that, right. It'll, it doesn't work. Yeah, out yeah. That
2: way. It, it doesn't know that it's windy. Yeah, it exactly. doesn't know that the flags are hard. It, it doesn't know uh, anything. It just,
1: knows that, it just knows that every eight handicap didn't even sniff coming close to shooting with yep, their Yeah, I'm handicaps. following you. I'm right. following you.
2: So, like on an ex- extremely windy day, you know, if the 100 players are out there, we as people that can hit it airborne and forward, we're going to be affected. Yep. Right, it's it's gonna it's gonna yeah. blow, balloon our score up, yeah. but for that, you know, whatever eighteen handicapper, seven year old guy who hits a dick high and just bunts it down the fairway every time, he's probably gonna shoot the same round. He doesn't. He's gonna shoot the same damn yeah. thing. <laughs> so, um, that that's why it's really hard for those things to kick in. Yeah,
0: I, I, I get it now. I don't, you know, with, with as much play as we've had here in the last four weeks where we can't even get a goddamn tea time every i'm sure a whole variety of people posting stuff and yeah the averages just work out and it doesn't it isn't like a a huge factor as much as maybe they kind of made it seem when they announced the whole change i think i felt like i was like wow that'll be interesting to see how that really but we're not seeing a huge impact i
2: I didn't do interesting but they they said they also said you know when it was happening they're like listen if you see this a bunch, you, you need to check your rating and slow. Mm. You know ha- have a team re- basically re-rate you now.
0: And maybe you know this, but I I was under the impression that at the end of each year, based off all of this, like they're going to have better data to re-rate courses. And is it still up to a club though to agree to a re-rating or?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, you know, every club's supposedly um, going to have a handicap committee, and, and they would probably request it. I mean, it's all done through the the amateur bodies. Yeah. You know, The so you know, Mike David's group down there. Uh, they have teams that will come out there, and it's actually a pretty cool process. It's very objective. You know, they're stepping stuff off, measuring things. It's, you know, there's nothing – it's not four guys going out and playing golf and just kind of feeling it out. You know, it's, it's, it's got a very mathematical uh, approach to it. I like it. I like it.
0: Um, so uh, what I've got one, one thing that you've obviously given me some grief in some of our other chats of, of uh, is my skull and crossbones. And I know we were, uh, we were joking a little bit about calling you guys skull and crossbones as we, as we came up. But uh, and I I recognize that, you know, you're you're running a pro shop and there's certain things and certain standards you've got to keep. And I I I can I can support you on that um, because uh, you got to do you and you got to sell to your clientele. And they aren't uh, G4 and uh, Peter Millar skull and crossbone guys, um, maybe like I am. But uh, the other
2: it's really about just what I want to see. You know, if, if I want to bring in something that I want to see on a human. Yeah,
0: And apparently skull and crossbones is not um, it, and that's fine. Um, the one the one thing, or cross tees or cross clubs or whatever. Uh, but the other pet peeve that you have that I, I, I've got to get the story on is the scorecard cover, like scorecard holder. This is something that you just, you are, I, t- tell us about your thoughts on that and, and why it's uh, one of those things that you just, do not
2: care for it lives in the same house as skull and crossbones <laughs> just in a, in a different room and basically i buy clothes when i'm, when I'm doing my purchasing for yep. the year i'm going through it with the wrap and we're looking at all these shirts and the only thing in my mind is okay so if i wore that to the course and then i wore that on the way home to the grocery store where I met my wife for a drink or dinner down in town. Number one is—is it, is it really cool if I have a skull on my hat? If I'm sitting in a, in a restaurant, probably not. Okay. If I have a stupid pocket on my chest, is someone going to stop me and ask me why I have a fucking pocket on my chest? You know, and then I have to like have a conversation and talk about it. So. It has nothing to do with the golf course. It has everything to do with not having to go home and quickly change clothes because I'm wearing a neon-colored shirt with a fucking zipper on the front and a, and a skull and crossbones on my yoke. I don't want to go home and change clothes. So,
0: and Maybe I misinterpreted the scorecard cover. What does that have to do with going out to, with your wife to dinner?
2: Because it's a reason for someone to talk to me. I get it. So
0: you're you're like, why have why stand out from the crowd if you don't have to? I'm following you.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Right. It's it's okay to just fit in.
2: It's 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 actually what you're supposed to do. <laughs>
0: and from a golf perspective, I I'm I'm not too far off from it. It's why hey, I mean, my old buddy partner texts me, friend of the show, Michael Hart. And he's like, hey, would you um like totally disown me as your partner if I showed up for one of our matches wearing joggers. And I, I said, I said <laughs> I'd laugh you off the course and probably laugh at you the entire way. I wouldn't tell you I'd refuse to play with you because I need your 13 shots. But, um, but yeah, that would be, that would be one of the funniest things I saw all day for sure. So, Hey, I get it. There's boundaries. Yeah. There's boundaries.
2: Hey, let me, let me ask you, Julian. So, if you got the nod, okay, yeah. and this is probably unlikely, but if you got the nod to to go to somewhere real, okay, <laughs> you, got, you got the nod to go to Shinnecock or Seminole, like an old blue blood country club, yep. are you going to proudly throw the skulls in to the trunk and be like, all right, here the we head go. Cup? you going to proudly throw <laughs> the those on the rack?
3: Unlikely. A head cover?
0: Unlikely. You know? My,
2: yeah, are you, gonna, are, you gonna, are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you even gonna think for a second? Like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think
0: about the head covers. I would definitely think the shirt, but the head covers, the head okay. covers, don't bother me. It's because like, it's just an accessory. Yeah, and and they're they're black and red. They aren't like. It's not like I. I mean, hey, C- Club Champ here's got some neon, Card Shark freaking head covers. He just put in the bag. And and I mean that that you took it to another level this season, so.
2: Well, I I can tell you if if I'm if I'm gonna if, if I get the invite to somewhere special, yeah. I don't have to think when I go to my closet. I can just close my eyes and yeah. grab something.
0: Hey man, I've got I've got one skull and crossbones shirt. I call it now the, um, I call it now the <laughs> I hate penman shirt, but um, and yeah. and then. But I'm, I'm, I'm I definitely I'm not I'm not I'm not afraid to rock my head covers I
2: guess and and, and the- can we get the lo- can we get the logo thing out since we're on apparel right the now? Logo. You should share. Yeah, oh, that. I mean, the- you know, as, as, on on the inside um, golf world, like you know, for like top hundred places and things <laughs> like that. If you if you walk in with like a PV hat because you played there one time and then. And then your uncle went to Augusta for the masters and he got you a shirt and you have the Augusta logo on and you have Chatham Hills belt. Yeah. If you, if you get three or more, it, it's just a huge douche move. So like the, the, the golf shop guy, when you walk through like a nice place, he's going to be nice and say, Hey, to you. And like, Hey man. Yeah. Awesome. You played there. Yeah. It's awesome. And the minute you walk through the door, he looks over at the other systems. Like, man, I got a doorknob you know it, it's automatic like you have no street credit if you go three or more
0: I, and well i hey and i'm i am definitely uh not somebody who plays that game mainly cuz i don't play a lot of great golf courses um but uh and and i can i can
2: kind of more- give you a playbook on how you might get invited <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <sighs> it's unbelievable. so
0: yeah awesome it's just, man, I'm just I'm like I'm, my my I'm, I'm I'm so I've been I'm, I've been I'm a bit because,
2: it's, it's not about being it, awesome It encompass
3: it encompassed more.
2: You know, it's it's not about how good you are. It's just you you gotta take the pimples away, man.
3: It isn't
0: that bad.
2: It really isn't. <laughs> well,
0: so you're sorry. So you're saying just roll with the TaylorMade or the Callaway head covers, and you're good.
2: Well, like like my bag, I don't have one on, on the driver because number one, it's not necessary, and the caddies don't want to deal with it. And I have.
3: You don't have a head cover at all. No. That's how I used to roll, and I thought like it was necessary because
2: because it's not. It's, so there's no damage. I'm, I get a I'm free no, driver no, every year. Why do I need, why do I give a shit if it gets beat up?
0: <laughs> I thought well, it, it is, protect but it. for the guy who gets the you, new
2: driver. You get a new driver I'm, every year too. Why do you give a shit? You care about the resale value? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So right. It
3: looks like it,
2: it, So you know, and, and my freeway my head cover is is my Las Vegas, you know, welcome to Las Vegas sign, which is one of my favorite possessions. There you go. And
0: I I think that's douchey. So okay, we we're, we're even. Yeah, we each have yeah. our douchey move. It works.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's a GCT. I, I took. Hey, not sure if it's it's I, a it's a
0: GCT. I, I, it's got my name on it a lot. Your name on it, Dave, is borderline questionable. So that I'm, I say that in jest. But hey, uh, I, I, I will. And, and, and no I will Potter agree, ha- no Potter I Cutler. will agree that I, where I took it to the ro- the next wrong level is when I went with the. Um, the uh, the whole like Mexican skull uh, putter cover that that was and that took that one to another level there. Yeah, that was pretty big.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I think it, the, the, the driver was, one is kind of a gateway to, drug. Yeah,
0: it was.
3: <laughs> Chad, you don't have a putter head cover. You don't you you don't buy a new no every year. But do you? I mean,
2: I don't care if it's pretty. I just want the the ball to go in the hole. God, it's so simple. So simple, I like
0: it well we, there's lots of different approaches to the game, and obviously managing a pro shop and one that uh i um, i'll have to say i I can appreciate with you is keeping it simple because that is a a way of uh getting it done and getting the ball in the hole and it, although Dave still is confused at the age of fifty on how he can deliver the club um, uh, it sounds like. This year, with the speed sticks, he's, uh, he's coming down a couple
2: strokes, which is good. Well, it was funny. Like my, in my speed stick year, um, I actually got up to the fastest speed I've ever had. And then uh, after only doing it for a couple of weeks, uh, level two seemed a little weird. Uh, so I just stopped doing that, and Dudley started doing it. Dudley Hart's a good buddy of mine. We hang out all day. He um, He started doing it. And he had the same surgery Tiger had. And I'm like, dude, what are you fucking doing? You're going to snap your back <laughs> Um, So we, we kind of stopped that. But, you know, we, we went to Vegas for the GCT thing. And I'm joking around with Dave and the guys. And I'm like, yeah, I got these speed sticks. And they're great. And I'm swinging like, you know, I'm hitting bombs like Phil. And there was a kid on the range doing the same thing. So I went over there and I asked the dad. I'm like, hey, this kid uh, – you pick up any speed on this thing? And he goes, oh. he was 106 when he started, but he's a 122 now. So yeah, I think they work. Wow. Mike. Okay. 106 to 122. Wow. Yeah. That's bombs. Yeah. Yeah. 122 <clears throat> is moving. It.
0: That's th-
1: three yards per month. Yeah, have you been measuring three, three day yards day per MPH? Uh, no, not yet. I, it's mine for me. It, it's really more, uh, being a little more athletic, yep. especially below the waist. Um, so you have it's, it's not put a it up. Big to, like, a swing Which monitor or and it's, like ca- that. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> no, it's like no, 30, uh, 30 pounds for an X. No, and and, and there you go. What? Uh, well said. Um, you know, Ch- Chad. I think the year after the speed sticks, uh, he got into the 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 weight mat. So this is a weight distribution mat that can kind of show you some things with what you're doing with your lower body and weight distribution, which is pretty fascinating. And the amazing thing is you can sit there and he can fix your weight distribution through the swing and without doing anything or talking about your, the golf, what you're doing with the golf club, it solves itself. So just by fixing the lower body movement, the swing because you're doing so many things to manipulate the swing to accommodate for poor lower body action settles down, it comes to rest and allows you to kind of swing on that, imagining that kind of spinning tire. But that's, if if there's anything I'm experiencing at the moment is solving some stuff with the lower body has seemingly fixed lots of things that I was trying to fix. Um, by manipulating. Well my based body. off of uh what I've seen in the past, I think
0: that'd be a huge help for you. So that's good. That's good. Because you yeah. you still have the yeah. one of the best putters I've seen for an amateur golfer, especially mm-hmm. off green. So um top five world. Top ten. He claims top ten. I mean if you top, can top put 10. In top five
1: top ten. But- I don't. I, well, I don't like. I don't. I, I don't actually mean that. I, I, I. But that's what I say right. because it would otherwise yeah. be arrogant, and I don't want to. I don't want to be arrogant.
0: I mean, you've seen a lot of golfers' Penman. Would you put him in top five?
2: Yeah, I mean, he misses a lot of greens, so he gets way more reps. <laughs>
0: that's, that's good. That's good.
2: Hey, that's thanks. Good. Buddy. Well, hey. Yeah, he's 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 strong up to me.
0: Guys, we've been running about an hour here, and that's typically when we we kind of cut it off. I really do appreciate you taking time to tell some stories, share your experiences, give me shit about my skull and crossbones, and um, and you know all all the rest of it. Hopefully, uh, at some point, we can all do this together. Uh, maybe with a, a round of golf. Maybe it sounds like in Maine that'd be kind of fun, or maybe in Calusa. So. Um, we'll have to figure out a time when all those sun uh, sunsets. Yeah. What do I need to do? Not get rid of the skulls, uh, head covers, and then maybe I can get invited. That's, that's where we okay.
1: start. Hey, Mark and G- GCT news. We've got the GCT masters coming up, uh, at, uh, second week of June, yeah. June 12th and 13th, oh, uh, at Sycamore Hills golf club. And, uh, I just sent out the, uh, the invitations for the 2021 British open, uh, to be played at, uh, at Bandon. So we're, uh, we're real excited wow. about that. Wow. Good, Good tour, tour news right news.
0: there. A little Bandon action. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great wow. for, I, I was a, uh, that was my master's champion, uh, moment. Um, was that at Sycamore though? It was. You wanted some very harsh. Some conditions. Conditions. Yeah. We were discussing your shit. You, that was a, that was a tough couple days. Yeah. Um, but uh, and par yeah. three champion as well what for
2: wow, so Noted. in one is that first, is that first time for both of them? I think it,
1: somebody had somebody had done it previously correct uh no 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 w d, d- WD had done it previously, although no one has ever beaten the record of two under held by one of the high handicappers With, and the the course set up
2: by north <laughs>
1: yes in in which. You said it was a physical impossibility for him to have uh, to have done that. So good, so
0: good. Well, gentlemen, uh, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we'll get together here when all this stuff uh, drops out. But I know, hopefully, Dave, we can join you out at Meridian here soon too. And um, with that, everybody, go out there, hit more yep. greens. You'll score better unless you're Dave and you can putt off the side of the green with a Texas wedge. See you guys. Pass that. Bye.
3: Thanks, Dave. All right, boys. Take care.
0: Bye.